Hello, how are you doing on today? I pray that all is well with you and your family. You know, I just uh, heard the most disturbing news and I'm upset. I'm coming on here to do this next segment about five ways that the enemy gets in. The devil is not playing with us. He's not playing with our children, but we play with him. A six-year-old boy was sodomized on the back of the school bus. Come to find out it happened months ago and no one told the mother. That is sad. The bus driver thought they were back there fighting. But this six-year-old boy was trying to get an older boy off of him. And none of the kids spoke up. The bus driver didn't get up to find out what was going on. I'm just disturbed in my spirit right now because of this trauma that has happened to this child. And the mother was blaming the boy, punishing the child, the six-year-old, because he started acting out. That's what I'm saying. This is why I do what I do. We have to expose the devil because he's not playing with us. She Now she feels bad because she was punishing him, taking things away from him because he was acting out sexual acts because of the trauma that was done to him. It's ridiculous. It's sad. I just got to get this out, but I'm sorry. Please pray. When you pray today, going forward, pray for this six-year-old child that the effects of this trauma do not last. They do not linger. I pray that God removes all of this trauma from his psyche, from his soul, from his mind. And the six-year-old child wanted to know why they couldn't give the older boy another chance. Doesn't God give people another chance? Yes, God does, baby, but you don't understand what the devil has just done to you. My God, my God, I need parents to pay attention. I need guardians to pay attention. If your child starts acting out, there is something wrong. We've got to pay attention. We've got to wake up. Lord, have mercy, have mercy. Jesus, pray for this child. I'm going to be praying for him because we don't know. We just don't know. But I pray that God erases this from his memory, that there are no lasting effects upon his life and that he does not go in this way because that is not God's intention or desire for him. Pray that God saves his soul, his mother's soul, that he heals him and that God, if this does remain in his mind, that God uses this as his testimony and platform of the deliverance that God can do in your life and that there will be no lasting effects of this trauma on him. But today I want to continue the series about, you know, five ways that the enemy gets in. And that's one of the ways, my God. But today I want to talk about the nose because we're dealing with our senses. And that right there is a senses of the touch. But today I want to talk about the nose, how the enemy gets in through our nose. He gets in. How does he get in? 
through our smelling, our senses, our an aroma. We can smell an aroma of food, and that will get us in trauma because then we will desire it. The food will draw us in as if it's talking to us, right? But no, that's us, our self-control that we need to have in check. Check yourself. And you wonder why our high blood pressure, your high blood pressure is high. You wonder why you have diabetes. You wonder why you have cancer because you have no self-control in what you are eating. It's okay to eat certain things, but we got to have self-control. We have to, we must. The other way our nose gets us into trouble is the smell of aroma of someone's cologne or perfume. Come on here. Come on. Yeah, we get a whiff of it. This is in my book, page 33. We get a whiff of it and the aroma follows you or at least you think it does. But that's your mind, honey, playing tricks on you. That's your imagination. That's the enemy lulling you in with the spirit of lust. That's what it is, a spirit of lust that you haven't dealt with, that you haven't checked. That's in you. I can remember years ago, many, many years ago, you know, I was singing on the choir and this uh, gentleman, this brother in the choir, he had on this cologne, but it was too much. It was too loud. It didn't, um, it wasn't attractive to me per se, but that's an example of how the enemy gets in. I couldn't wait to get home to get that smell, that aroma, that cologne off of me because I have allergies sometimes throughout the year and it was just too strong. It began to plug my nose up. It irritated it. So I had to come home and take a shower to get that smell off of me. So if that's you, guilty of it, or you know someone who's guilty of that, tell them to go take a shower and get that lust in check. All right, here we go. Second Corinthians 2.16 says, to the one, we are the aroma of death leading to death, and to the other, the aroma of life leading to life. And who is sufficient for these things. When Christians preach the good news, it is good news to some and repulsive news to others. Believers recognize the life-giving fragrance of the message of the word of God. It's a life-giving fragrance and we welcome it. But to unbelievers, it's repulsive. It does not smell good to them. Why? Because they don't want to change, right? They want to keep sinning and living the ways of the world, but not God's people. We welcome God's word. No matter where it hits us, we welcome God's word because it's good for us. As we interact with people throughout the day, we can see and smell the aroma of death on them. A stench is something that doesn't smell good or smell bad. You know, we can see people that are just existing, going through life, going through the motions, not living because why? Their spirit man has not been regenerated. They have not been saved. 
And that is an opportunity for us. If we smell the stench of death on someone that is unsaved, that is an indicator for us, saints, people of God, to witness to them. God has placed that person in our lives to plant a seed, to walk them through the prayer of salvation so they can get saved and direct them to the right resources. And if you can, get them to a place that can help them and assist them in that area of their life. Genesis 27, 27 says, so he came near and kissed him when Isaac smelled his clothing. He blessed him and said, ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of the field that the Lord has blessed. We know the story of uh, Isaac and Jacob, right? We know that story and how Rebecca, the mother, had Isaac going there and, and, you know, dress up like his brother. No, it was Esau. Yes, Jacob and Esau going there and uh, switch, the, put the hair, the animal hair that it smelled and so he could feel because he was hairy. Esau was hairy, hairy, hairy. And he was out there in the field, all right? Going to uh, make that stew his dad like and Rebecca. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, let's do this so you can get the blessing. Lord have mercy. But his dad wanted to smell him, the aroma. He would have the scent of the outside on him. And they tricked their father. She tricked uh, her husband. So our nose can get us into trouble too when we aren't paying attention. Pay attention. Smell right. Let your nose smell what is right and not what is good. So our nose can get us into trouble also by being in other people's business. You know, don't be so nosy. Mind your own business. <laughs> Mind your own business. All right. I pray that you were blessed by this video. Have an awesome day. Bye-bye. But pray for the baby, please. Pray for him. Pray for all of our children. Bye-bye.